This Saturday, the 26th of August, picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200,000. That's too far too many. $200. $200,000. What a great bonus. $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's been a promising start. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Friday, August the 25th, and we have got a... I'm not even sure what we and Moon are going to do tonight for Saturday the 26th. We've just picked what we want to pick. It's free and easy night uh, on the MLB show. And joining me, second Friday running, Moon how are you doing? Uh, this might be our last episode uh, that you're maybe putting the company out of uh, commission you're offering $200,000 <laughs> bonus there. I was about to scramble and text my uh, my proxies there to get me down on this promo code of SGP to get $200,000 in the account. But uh, no, glad, glad to be here with you. Uh, yeah, I thought that, you know, the, the usually what we do on the um, – the Saturday episodes, which said we just do a lock dog in total, but that we mix it up a little bit. Maybe talk about some of the um, top matchups, I guess we can say, for the, the Saturday games. But uh, no, glad to be here with you. Uh, got some football winners across the line. So it's a promising start to the weekend, at least, Mel. Oh, well, I, yeah, well, I lost, you see. I think, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was, I've been sending you winners every week. You just don't want to listen to my pick. Oh, you're a buffoon. <laughs> uh, Chelsea just beat Luton 3 0. Um, so, uh, yeah, the DMs were uh, being slid into today by yourself and Terrell and Riley. Uh, Riley Shantz, who's in the chat. And there's there a few people getting involved. Yeah, the pro, my process was spot on, but didn't get the result with Chapman. So I took the under two and a half. Um, I said there'd be a goal in each half. Chelsea would win 2 0. Well, there was a goal in each half. And then there was another one, and Chelsea won 3 0. Um, but Baz took the Chelsea team total. So we couldn't both win. But I think mm. you did okay. Uh, yeah. Riley won. I think Chelsea to win the nil was a popular bet, which he sort of all gave out. So process was good, but we see this a lot on the Premier League show, and it applies to baseball. First thing you've got to do is handicap the game correctly, but then even then you've got to find the right bet. You because it might be a might be a run line, but it might be a team total, or it might be a first five or uh, Kane in the chat. It's just saying the exact thing. Um, so yeah, we understand how it works. Um, yeah, Kane's in there. Trev was first in. Trev, how are you doing? Serial uh, has joined as well for the second Friday running, Moonaf. Mm-hmm. Got a glass of wine. However, okay. it's not yeah. This is the same bottle as last week. Uh, so I've dragged That's... it out. I had one glass with you last week and I'm having yeah. a little glass with you this week. I was hoping it would be a celebratory one, but uh, it's not... So, yeah, we, we initially looked at sort of the top eight games on the board. Sometimes we've done a lock dog total and some other stuff. Um, some of them don't have lines. I think we've got lines on six of them. And then there's some other um, interesting stories around the uh, 
around the league as well. We can have a look at. Um, last night, Moonaf, I think you were in the chat actually, as myself and uh, Dylan and Scott talked about poor old Shohei and the Angels uh, for a little while. What was your uh, reading of the situation? I mean, I think I share the same sentiments that you guys talked about <clears throat> on the pod yesterday that uh, I think that there was... I don't, I, it, I was hoping it wasn't something this to, to, to this magnitude of him having a torn UCL. Um, but we knew something was up, right? Because number one, arm fatigue, uh, getting pulled early from his starts. Um, and unfortunately, it's, it's, it is something major for Shohei Otani. And um, I mean, the news is that he's still going to continue batting uh, in the lineup for the LA Angels. But um, I think what the market is kind of saying that this might cost him uh, at least a hundred million dollars in free agency uh, because of the torn UCL. And we're not sure yet if he does require surgery, things like this usually do require surgery. I think this is the second time that it's happened to show Otani, but um, I mean, there's still going to be a team that's going to offer him $500 million at the end of the day. I mean, there's no question about yeah. it. Um, would I be a GM and offer him that much money? I think I would. But I think it's more of a business decision as well because it goes beyond what he does for you on the field. Because again, we talk about you know bringing in revenue from across the pond, um, you know, from Japan and the jersey sales and all the you know things that come along with Shohei Otani because he does have that star power. So hopefully, you know, he stays, he's able to stay healthy at least batting wise because he's you know, looking to get around that 50, 55, even maybe possibly 60 home runs on the season, but he's that, you know, franchise face type of player for you. And I think that, you know, another, any team out there is going to, I think you say 29 out of the 30 teams are going to offer him that $500 million contract. So it's unfortunate, but again, um, I hope that he does bounce back. He's more than likely not going to pitch next year, Mal, but again, he's just one of the best bats that we have in the lineup. There's no question about that. Um, speaking of home runs, Bruno, actually, I forgot on my notes here. I've got a bit of Friday night trivia. I know you ate it when I spring shit like this on me. Oh, there's a great big... Do you have daddy long legs in America? And if so, what do you call them? Yeah, that's exactly what we call them. Is that what you... Is that yeah. what you call them? Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's one the size of my head on the wall, which okay, isn't so too bad. Do you remember a couple of years ago, I used to have quite a bit of spider panic on the yes. show in the early days. Uh, that doesn't seem to happen, but there's two daddy long legs that might be readying themselves to take my arm off, it looks like. Um, so then, so, so little ID, uh, little IT department has to come and save you again. <laughs> little IT department, yeah. <laughs> I'll text her. So if you see me disappear off my chair, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, right. So anyone in the chat, get involved in the old fright. I'll give you four guesses because there's four answers, right? I don't okay. need to know now. You can take your time, moving off as we're going. If you're in the chat, you can put your answers in as we go. No cheating because I'll know. Um, if you've seen this stat on Twitter today, then... Uh, just ignore me as well. There's four teams moving off without a 20 home run guy this season so far. I want to know who Ooh. the four teams are and who their leading home run hitter is for those four teams. Oh, so you can write down, yeah, you can crack on with that and I am going to go to, well, you can't crack on, the, the chat can crack on with that because you're going to tell us first about, uh, we're going to go to a 307 Eastern first pitch. So the first game of the day is when we uh, turn our attention to. Uh, Logan Allen and the Cleveland Guardians against Hun Jin Ryu um, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Two left-handed pitchers going here. Uh, plus 145 on the Guardians, minus 175 on the Blue Jays with a total of eight and a half, Muna. 
Yeah, huge injury. You like you mentioned back for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he's been pretty good since he's returned from the injury for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. He's made uh, four starts thus far this season, and he's two and one in that span with a one point eight nine ERA. Uh, he's only allowed four earned runs in nineteen innings pitched, and the Blue Jays have won his last three starts by multiple runs. Uh, and over his last two starts. Uh, when uh, Rayu is on the mound, the Blue Jays have outscored their opponents 21 to 7 uh, in that span. He's gone about five innings, or he's gone five innings, I should say, in three of his four starts this season. Um, back-to-back starts, he has given up two runs, but they haven't been earned runs. It was just that first start when he returned for the uh, Blue Jays where he did allow four earned runs uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. But since that last three starts, he hasn't allowed any earned runs uh, to the opposition. Uh, Like you mentioned, Logan Allen on the other side for the Guardians. He's been having a pretty decent season for the uh, Cleveland Guardians, but uh, does possess a six and six record with a 3.31 ERA. His last five starts two and three with a 3.10 ERA. And the story usually is about the Guardians' malice. That run support is always the issue, you know, when they are, um, you know, playing games. Uh, you take a look at what Logan Allen has done, like I mentioned, over his last five games, but he hasn't gotten much run support. You take a look at the last three games, the uh, Guardians have combined to score four runs in those last three starts by Logan Allen. Um and again, the Guardians have been one of those teams that have struggled against left-handed pitching this season. I think it's been the same story for this team over the last several seasons. And I, I'm not going to read off the stats again, but um, they they rank bottom in the league in most offensive statistical categories against left-handed pitching. So um, I thought this one was pretty simple for me. I'm, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays on the run line here. I don't want to lay the minus 170 price, obviously. If you are a parlay player, uh, you could probably uh, fit that in a money line parlay, but I think there's some value here on the run line minus one and a half plus one thirty. And also, simple fact that you know I also have the better offense in the Toronto Blue Jays as well. So minus one and a half plus one thirty on the run line here for me, Mal. Yeah, this was tricky for me because I really like Logan Allen, um, but I do feel like uh, we handicap the Cleveland Guardians almost identically every night. There's teams around them that they'll occasionally beat by one or two. And then they lose games like this one uh, to a slightly better team and a good pitcher. Allen's been really consistent. Um, and, and firstly, in terms of length, so yes, yeah, he goes he goes six innings um, regularly now. Uh, gives up ma- maximum two earned runs in his last four starts. He needs to just be careful of the walks. Um, every uh, four, his last, four of his last five, He's given up over two and a half walks. So that might be an angling if you want to prop. And really, the, the only ones he gives up are on Homer. So he gets caught occasionally yeah. uh, by the odd Homer. Hunjin um, Rio has been good since he came back in, the, in those four games, the last three of which have been scoreless. Not going very deep into games. Uh, five innings, fair enough. He's just come back from, from injury. A lot of run support as well. The last two, we finished 10 3 and 11 4. Um, mm. But I can't get away from my like of Allen. Uh, Guardians don't score a load of runs, so if Allen can keep Toronto relatively quiet, um, then the under eight and a half looks like the play for me. Uh, maybe the Blue Jays win five to two, something like that. Uh, but yeah, under eight and a half. Um, it's just a, your Guardians instinct always says seven and a half runs. And I like Allen, therefore um, I've ended up on the eight and a half. Well, uh, speaking of the Guardians, I think they're one of the teams on your list. 
for the trivia question. Oh, okay. Is this one of your answers, me enough, or is this someone in the chat? No, I think it's one of my answers. It kind of makes sense to me because we're kind of talking about. It. I'm pretty sure Jose Ramirez leads this team with home runs, maybe around the 17, 18 mark. But I don't think anybody outside of that has relatively close to Jose Ramirez. Moon, if you can have one tick. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Jose Maria Ramirez has 19 ah. home runs. Um, we got a guess of, in the chat of Shea Langoliers. Uh, who guessed that? Because they've Correct. got me doubting myself. I was pretty confident until uh, TV DVJ guessed uh, Shea Langoliers with 17 for Oakland. And I don't have that as one of my answers. And I was frantically trying to look up the Oakland stats while you were talking there, but I couldn't. Uh, so bollocks to it. I'm going to stick with my four answers. If it's not written down, <laughs> doesn't count, Moon. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> it's my games. It's my rules. Uh, speaking of game time, uh, I will tell you all about game time and their tickets. Uh, tickets is always a stressful thing to do, whether you're going to a, a sport event, music, comedy, theatre. Uh, but game time... Um, have made that a much less stressful thing with things like uh, killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. It's a really fast and easy way to buy tickets uh, for all the events that you want to. Uh, I know a lot of the um, boys and girls at the network have used game time for things like the flash deals, the last-minute tickets, uh, the low price guarantee. So you can forget planning months in advance. Game time has got deals on tickets right up to the date of the event. Football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre, and more. And the game time guarantee is that if they find, if you find uh, the ticket in the same section in row for less, they'll credit you 110% of the difference. Um, so snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy as August draws to a close. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league uh, by using Best Ball. Trying out Best Ball on Underdog. Um, one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Set it and forget it. Underdog will keep tabs on that all season for you. The largest fantasy football contest of all time has $15 million in total prizes, including a madness $3 million to the winner. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store, sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, Brent Rooker. Yeah, I was gonna, Brent Rooker would have been my pick. Uh, Kane thinks that Brent Rooker's gone over 20 um, for, for Oakland. And Kane, Pirates and Reynolds is an incorrect answer. You are one guest down. Uh Kindly return to the drawing board and come back with a better answer, please. I have another um, one. Maybe we'll oh, save it later. Well, we'll do it after this game, Moonaf. You know, okay. let's, uh, we, we'll spread the we'll spread the fun. Four or five Eastern first pitch. Um, off the board this one, but it's worth having a look at uh, because Max Fried is going to pitch for the Atlanta Braves um, at the San Francisco Giants, who have Tristan Beck starting um, in what looks like a bullpen day, Moonaf, but. It's worth looking at just to see really what how, how Fried will look again uh, on his way back from injury too. So um, I haven't mm. seen any lines on this one, but did you have much on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, just what you mentioned, I just want to kind of go out there and see 
um, how Max Fried looks. I'm trying to pull up his numbers here, but I mean, he's been solid for the Braves. I mean, there's no question about it. When healthy, this is a pitcher that could be always in the uh, talk about Cy Young. Um, I know he's over his last three starts, at least he's been a little mediocre, not up to Max Fried standards. He did have a bad start against the Pirates, but he's been pretty solid on the road this season. 3-0 with a 1.93 ERA and five starts. He did face the Giants earlier this season, five and two-thirds innings, three earned runs. Um, I think they um, – I want to say they did end up winning that game. I'm sorry, they actually lost that game, which was against his, the Giants in his last start, coincidentally. So he faced the Giants again in San Francisco this time. But um, this offense for the uh, Braves, I'll say this much, Mal, has struggled a little bit since um, Ozzie Albies went on the, uh, on the IL for this team, and Michael Harris stepped up to that two spot for them. So we're not used to seeing the Braves put up automatic 7 day runs right now. Um, maybe it's just regression, but also maybe just Alpies being out of the lineup right now. Um, but I'll, I'll, I mean, I can't bet against the Braves. I would probably look at the minus one and a half here. Uh, just kind of looking at how the Giants have done against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. Um, they are above league average in WRC plus uh, team batting average. They're right around number 11 on base percentage. They are number 14 and slugging percentage number eight. So, um, I think if Max Fried is able to keep the ball in the ballpark, because uh, he did give up two home runs. Sorry, he's, yeah, he gave up. Um, oh, let me go back. That's the wrong page. He gave up uh, two home runs to the Giants at his last start in Atlanta. Um, so I think, if, again, if he's able to keep the ball in the ballpark, I'll lean with the Braves here on the run line here as well. Yeah, I think the way I looked at it was to take Fried out of the equation. He's still settling down, um, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But if you. If, if it's one of those you're not sure about, uh, by taking Atlanta team total, you do get to take Freed out of the equation. I'm, I'm surprised um, that Albie's missing has made such a difference. But yeah. it makes sense in a way because we talked a couple of weeks ago that Atlanta had rolled out that top four something like 72 days in a row. It was nuts how they yeah. just trotted the same team out. So it's going to break their break their momentum just a little bit. and It doesn't take much to upset the equilibrium. So... Um, it's, it is a bullpen day for the Giants, which pretty much is, I would say, 60% of the time, unless it's Cobb or Webb. Um, so, uh, pen day for them. And that does kind of lean into Atlanta. As dodgy as they've been, I think they'll score enough runs here. If, even if Freed gives up a couple, uh, I can see Atlanta getting over the team total pretty carefully. Um, okay, give us your second guess, Munaf. Who have you got? Well, team that we just talked about, the Giants. They have to be one of the team. They're not very good offensively. That is true. That was a beautiful segue, mate. It was, uh, and who's who's their leader? Giants is correct. Oh, this is tough. Um, it is tough, yeah. My guess would be J.D. Davis Ooh. is probably up there one or two for them. <clears throat> the other one probably comes to mind. Wilmer Flores would probably be hey, Ding, 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 ding. Yes, hey, enough. there we go. San Francisco Giants. Oh. Wilmer Flores has 18. Home runs. I don't think I've ever had a fantasy team that Wilma Flores hasn't been on. Just one of those names I see in like round mm-hmm. 23 and just pick any always dead solid to rely. He sits at sort of utility spot or the end of the bench. Um, and at the first sight of an injury, he pretty much plays all the time. He's bomb proof as Wilma Flores. Yeah. Um, that was, and he was with the Mets when I first started watching baseball, which is yeah. kind of why he always ends up on my, on my team. 
Okay, for Tennyson, this is a good game. This might be the game of the day. The LA Dodgers at the Boston Red Sox moving after. Two more lefties, lefty heavy uh, tonight. We have Julio Arias for the Dodgers and James Paxton for Boston. Plus 120 on Boston, uh, minus 142 on the Dodgers. Totals nine and a half. Uh, so Arias for the Dodgers is 11 and six on the year, has a 4.15 ERA. He's just been so good lately. Um, absolutely outstanding. His resurgence is kind of paralleled its way with the Dodgers' resurgence from kind of the, the midway point of the season where the, the Dodgers were good. They just weren't what we as good as we normally expect. And in a race is sort of um as he's got better, the Dodgers have gone along. His last four starts, two of those have been scoreless, um, and one of them he's only given up one earned run. Better length as well, seven innings um, in his last two starts. James Paxton, kind of unreliable. You look at his game log or his numbers, and you can't pick one thing. That's good, that's bad, that's different. Because next week, it'll all switch. Sometimes it's control with multi-walks. Um, then it's, he's can't get the ball in the park. And then he's given up loads of contact and hits. Um, the key for Paxton is that he's much, much better at home. Um, he's three and one at home with a two fifty eight ERA. This was tricky. Um, not much in the batting averages against lefties. Dodgers two forty six, Boston two fifty seven. So they're both okay. Um, yeah, I found this hard because I like both pitchers, um, especially Paxton at home. Um, but I do like both offenses. Um, what split the tie for me? I was looking round for something to split the tie. Um, record against uh, teams with a with a record greater than 500. And the Dodgers um, just seem to be able to beat these better teams uh, where the Red Sox haven't been able to as much. Um, which for me, uh, that, that is always the sign of a good team. It's, it, it can be easy to, to beat up on the bad teams. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, the Red Sox are 35 and 34. So not too bad. Um, but the Dodgers record, let's have a look, is 36 and 29. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, 13 games over 500 on, on teams with a, with a record better than, better than half. So I just wish the price was a little bit. If the price was 130-something, I'd feel a lot better. I might be able to find a 130-something if I shot around. It's at minus 142, but Dodgers on the Moon line would be my pick. TV, DVG, does not agree, Moonaf. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Julio Rios has found some uh, found his form again. I should say over his last five starts, he's four and back to back. Seven inning games uh, against the Colorado Rockies and the Miami Marlins. I mean, we could say that he hasn't faced the greatest offenses over his last five starts. We have Oakland in there, we have Colorado in there, and then we have the Miami Marlins. So maybe not not the greatest offenses, but um, the Red Sox. I, I think that they can tag him for a few runs here as well. Um, they're right around league average or a little below league average when we talk about uh, you know offensive statistical categories and the stats there for left-handed or the Red Sox against left-handed pitching. 
But for the Dodgers, they are top 10 in all those categories. So I would probably look at a uh, Dodgers team total to go over in this game. Uh, James Paxton's coming off the worst start of the season, which was against the Astros. And the Astros are one of the better hitting teams against left-handed pitching this season and over the last two weeks as well. So I'm not shocked about that. And the, uh, the Red Sox have lost four of his last five starts when Paxton is on the mound. So um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers here. Again, you can probably shop around, find a better price than minus 142 right now. Um, I'm usually around that minus 140 mark when I take a look at money lines. So Dodgers team total over for me and uh, Dodgers on the money line here for me as well. Those daddy long legs have started to close in. Maybe enough one of them's just touched my elbow. And I think <laughs> they were the ones underneath the table. I've got that jaw situation where I can feel something underneath the table. Um, but I can't see it. Right. Uh, college football. Did college football start tonight? It was a game in Ireland, wasn't it? I didn't know that until too late. Uh, the, tonight? Or Notre, I think there may be one. Notre Dame. It, well, if it is tonight, it'll be finished because it's half past 10. Um, Notre Dame in Ohio. It's I in think. Ireland. No. Notre Dame in Navy, I think. Yeah. 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 Game played in Dublin. Obviously, the fight in Irish, aren't they? Uh, it was the game Scott tipped up. Um, so, yeah, that was the first game. Odd week zero college football. Uh, traditions, tailgates, great offers from DraftKings. Uh, right now, customers can score 200 full stop dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 in any college football bet. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. Uh, new customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. And the SGP Patreon. Um, sign up to that to get exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with a $1,000 first place prize. Um, Sean and Ryan have just put out the first gambling podcast stories. Uh, it's basically just a trip around all the garages that they recorded in 15 years ago. Um, loads of fun, that is. The Discord channel is sharp as a razor, so help us fight corporate gambling by joining sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay, let me get the list of games back up again. Because I'm on the standings, I got enough. Have you thought of any more of these uh, home run people yet? Um, it's been a very poor effort from the chat, by the way. Yeah, we had a couple of wild flyers earlier on. Go on. I thought the Rockies would be one, but I don't think they are. I think Ryan McMahon has twenty plus easily there. The Rockies are not on. The I think. List I want to say the Reds are one of the teams. Yes. Moonaf, ding, oh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Mm. I three. have no idea who the leader is, though. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Um, I would have guessed that McLean, but the answer is Spencer Steer. I think Spencer mm. Steer has been up longer. We've uh, got a load of these boys. Of, of all those youngins, Spencer Steer was up pretty early. He might have been here all year, actually. Um, but yeah, 18 is the answer for Spencer Steer, which means, Moonaf, you've got one left to get. And I would say. I don't want to give you a, a TV, TV, cheers. I don't know if he's shouting at me or shouting at himself. Um, the question was, Trev, honestly, four teams don't have a 20-home run guy. So which are the four teams and uh, which player is the highest home run hitter? So we've got Cleveland and Ramirez with 19. We've got the Giants and Flores with 18. We've got Cincinnati and Steer with 18. And we've got one more to get soon. So we'll leave you with that, Trev, for five minutes. 
I'll leave that for Trev since I got the other three. Yeah, he's getting a bit agitated, so let's for <laughs> Trev. Um, 4-10 Eastern first pitch is the New York Yankees, hooray, at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Clark Schmidt goes for the Yankees, and Tyler Glasnow goes for Tampa Bay. Plus 145, New York. Minus 175, Tampa Bay. Total is at seven. Um, now, we're in this weird twilight thing where this is game two of the series, um, but we didn't see game one yet. Um because obviously we handicapped it last night. So we did, it was called the Eflin last night. Um, and this is a little bit different. We were not stunned, but we were asking the question last night, Moonaf, about mm. when the last time Garrett Cole was plus 120 uh, mm. to win a game, or plus money of any kind. Like it's, it's absolutely unheard of. Um, so unfortunately, everything we said about the Yankees last night still applies. However, it's now Clark Schmidt, not Garrett Cole. And Tampa Bay have arguably their SP1 uh, over in Glasnow, over Eflin, their SP2, who's going to go tonight. Um, so Clark Schmidt, he's been kind of reliable, but I think that tells you how bad the Yankees have been. It doesn't tell you how good Schmidt's been. It's more of a comment on, on New York than on Schmidt himself. He doesn't get out of the fifth inning, um, and he got smashed up by Atlanta quite recently which is fair enough. We've said that about a lot of pitches. Um, but other than that, the Yankees, have said, are just unbackable. I watched them last night, man. Just Even that tiny sample, I thought, I'll watch the Yankees. Let's see what all the fuss is about. Two base running errors, booting yeah. it around the infield, like just absolutely all over the place. Like, And Tampa Bay have sneakily improved um, 7.6 run per games in August with a 393. Um risp runners in scoring position they're hitting 393 this year they were me, me big bats last night um, and Glasnow has been going along absolutely fine until the Angels of all teams got to him for five earned runs last time however I think his home record should play here um, I see I was happy to take the Rays yesterday for, for the Friday night game um, against Cole so I've got no option really but to take him nothing's changed here uh, with with Glasnow and Schmidt on the mound, it's just a different way to handicap it. it it's a shorter price, so you have to take uh, Tampa Bay on the run line. That's plus one thirty. The total's spot on. I actually wrote down my score before I saw any of the lines, and I've got Tampa Bay win the game five to two, and then the totals go out at seven. So making the books are in lockstep. Moving off, I'm a very shrewd man. Um, Tampa Bay is on the run line plus one thirty, please. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the struggles for the um, the Yankees offense, right? And I think the two times that I did back them was when they were facing left-handed pitcher uh, this uh, over this last two weeks, which was against the Nationals, right? We saw what they did against Mackenzie Gore, which was mostly uh, Aaron Judge, and then what they were able to do um, against uh, Patrick Corbin. Unfortunately for them, they did lose that game, but... You know, I've got to go back to fading them again, facing a right-handed pitcher um, in Tyler Glass. Now, and Tyler Glass, now, like you mentioned, he's been pretty solid at home, and he's been really good against the Yankees in his career as well. Since the 2020 season, he's had six starts against uh, uh, New York Yankees. He's 3-1 and one in that span with a 2.97 ERA, 45 strikeouts, and six walks. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, three. Well, hold on, how many walks does he have? 15 walks, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you go back to fading the Yankees. They're on the road here. Um, I know Clark Schmidt was going along okay um, after a putrid start this season. 
But I think last night bounces back here and a good start against the Yankees. So I'm with you on the uh, race uh, run line here. Uh, you mentioned the last time that uh, Garrett Cole was a dog, and I quickly ran it. Um, so this season, he was a minus 105 underdog against the Cardinals back on July 2nd, but we don't like minus prices. So let's go. He was plus 122 against the Atlanta Braves back on August 26th of the 2020 season. Wow. Where, where on earth did you find that for a start? I'll send you the website. <laughs> okay. You got to tell people the website. Um, <laughs> Who's Trev is still arguing the toss in the chat. Um, I think he's had one too many. Uh, yeah, he's got belligerent, as Dylan would put it. Uh, Brent Rooker has hit 22 home runs, Trev. Okay, so just piped down. And uh, anyway, <laughs> Kane, Kane's won the speedboat because uh, Kane has um, correctly called the Toronto Blue Jays as the fourth team. Um, Vladdy and Bo have 18 each. Um I wrote 19 in the chat. But yeah, the answer is, yeah, Vladdy and Bo have 18 in the chat. So there you go. Uh, that was tonight's fun trivia. I enjoyed that, Moon. It was good. Uh, where shall we go next? Uh, we've got the Mets up there, 7-10. Yeah, go on, then we do that. 7-10, Eastern first pitch. The New York Mets host the LA Angels. Chase Silseth. That's not easy to say. We have false teeth in Moon. And Carlos Carrasco for the Mets. Just lines just dropped as we were going live here. Minus 130 on the Angels, plus 110 on the Mets, and the total is set at 10 moon half. So what are you telling us? I mean, Carlos Carrasco on the mound. Uh, do I need to say much more uh, for the <laughs> Mets? Um, trying to pull up his numbers here. So on the season, three and seven with a 6.42 ERA. Um, just been atrocious over his last. God, I don't know how far back we have to go uh, for Carlos Carrasco. But, I mean, anytime Mal, he's on the mound, it's uh, it's you want to fade him. You don't want to back the Yankees in that spot. But it's also kind of a tricky situation with uh, the Angels and what their kind of mindset is right now after getting the uh, news about Otani um, for the Angels. But uh, Carlos Carrasco, last five starts, 0-3 with an 8.41 ERA. Allowed 19 earned runs in 20 and one third innings pitch at home this season at City Field. Nine starts. He's one and two with a 7.68 ERA. Uh, and Chase Selseth has been going along pretty well. I know he did have a bad start in his last game against the Tampa Bay Rays. But again, we've talked about the Rays are one of the better offenses uh, in the entire MLB this season. Um, he allowed five earned runs in that game to the Tampa Bay Rays, but he's been solid. I think we talked about this last week, Mal, that. I mean, you take a look at the offenses that he's faced over the last four games, Atlanta, Seattle, Houston, and the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. You throw in the Rangers into that conversation, those are probably the top five offenses, arguably, uh, this season. Uh, Rangers and Atlanta, for sure, but he did really good against the Astros. He did really well against the Atlanta Braves. Um, I'm gonna, I'll am lean with the Angels here on the money line, minus 130. I have the better uh, pitcher on the mound. If you don't believe in Chase Selseth, I think Angels team total over. Uh, might be a good way to fade uh, Carlos Carrasco in this game. So uh, Angels team total over and the Angels on the money line for me here, Mal. I kind of handicap this in exactly the same way, Munaf, because really it's the only way to look at it. And then there was a little bit of good handicapping in and I just threw all everything out the window and 
going to take the Mets on the money line. Um, <laughs> I like Silsith. Silsith has been really good. And I again, need, a little uh, bit like a little out, bit wow. like Clark Street. No, it's um, you, you need to go take way? a walk around the garden. That's what you need to do. <laughs> um, it's a bit late, Clay, but the, the fact that Shield Silsith is doing really well just tells you how bad the Angels are. He's been really good. I picked him up in our TGFBI league last week with Noah um, and left him on the bench. But still, we picked him up. So he's been going okay. But I just don't trust the Angels to win anything. Um, They could pitch really well and they'll still lose. Um, And Carrasco hasn't been completely terrible at all. I've written down and out a bit of if, if, keyword moving off, if he can go four or five and only give up three earned runs, the Mets can win. We've got quite a high total, so we're expecting bits and bobs to happen. Um, So this just could be slightly chaotic. And I mean... We said last night it's the the fat men and the salad situation in it with these two. So if the two were plus plus one ten, the Mets at home. The Mets have been at home. Scott Reichel pointed that out um, and was correct to do so. That they're still over five hundred at home. Um, so at home against the at home against the poor side. Um, the poor side were kind of in turmoil as well. Uh, so yeah, Mets on the money line. Oh, what else we got? Moving off. Um, we've got a couple more. Uh, that we've got we've got odds and pictures of. Um, 7-10, again, is the San Diego Padres at the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we have Pedro Avila mm-hmm. for the Padres and Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Uh, Q Trev piping up. Um, lines are plus 110 for San Diego, minus 130 Milwaukee, and a total of nine, Muna. Yeah, Pedro uh, Avila coming out of the bullpen uh, for the Padres here. I'm just trying to pull up Freddy Peralta's numbers. But uh, Avila has been really good. He made uh, a start back on August 1st uh, in Colorado for the Padres. He went four innings in that game, allowed just one earned run off of five hits. Um, but he's been pretty solid coming off of the bench. He's kind of been a, that long uh, middle reliever pitcher for the Padres. Because he's gone at least four innings in four of his last five appearances uh, for the Padres. He did come in for one um, inning, I believe, against the Marlins, two-thirds of an inning. He did allow one earned run. But other than that, he's been really solid this season for the San Diego Padres. Uh, looking on the other side, Freddie Peralta, 10-8 and eight on the season, 3.97 ERA for the Padres over his last five starts. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, for the Brewers, he's 4-0 with a 1.47 ERA. Uh, did face the Padres earlier this season where he did get into a little bit of trouble where he allowed five earned runs and five innings pitch off of nine hits. Um, at home this season, he's 5-4 and four with a 3.79 ERA. And the Brewers have won um, five straight starts when he is on the mound uh, for the Brewers. And he's um, the Brewers have actually won. Uh, those five games by at least two earned runs uh, when uh, Peralta's on the mound. Also, that kind of stuck out to me here, Mal, is that he's been in double-digit strikeouts in three of his last five starts. I mean, he had two games where he had 13 strikeouts, and then his last start against the Rangers, he had 11 strikeouts in that game. So if he's able to get his stuff going here against the Padres team that's very swing-friendly, um, I think that he can rack up the strikeouts again. I think I do like the under in this game. That number is currently sitting at, let me see, eight and a half for this game. I'll lean towards the under, and I'll take the Brewers on the money line here, minus 135 against the Padres. Uh, I see a nine moon half um, as a tool. Oh, so you, can, you, can have a, you can have an extra half. A run. Um, yeah, Avila hasn't done much wrong, and he could go okay. I think you're right, sort of 
long relief and then a couple of short starts. But uh, Trev is our, our Freddie Peralta barometer uh, and he's sucked his finger, stuck it in the air and come back with uh, fastball. Freddie is back. Um, and that was my reading of it as well. And much, much better lately. Um, and the Brewers have been really good. One five in a row. Um, this week, Munaf, the money line plays in this minus one thirty range. These have been where I've been getting myself in trouble because mm-hmm. I think that it, that's the tempting number. Once it gets to minus one forty, like I said about Rias before, or minus one fifty, I just think I, I can't. I don't really want to go that short, so I start looking around, start looking elsewhere. But this minus one thirty, that is my. That's kind of in my wheelhouse, um, especially if you see a, a game like this where you do think you have the edge with the picture and the home advantage. And so, so I've struggled a bit with this uh, this week, but I'm not going to get away from it here. Um, the Again, a, a stat I gave out last night, Moonaf. Start of the series. Milwaukee is home, 35 and 27. The Padres on the road, 26 and 34. That's a huge swing. It's like mm-hmm. a, what, 16-game swing between those two. So that's coupled with the fact we like Freddie. Um, the Brewers at minus 130. Uh, the final game here um, that we've got priced up. Uh, oh, we don't have a price up, actually. Um, it's the Texas Rangers at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, yeah. As Max Scherzer goes for Texas. Minnesota are TBD, but we think it's Dallas Keuchel. Um, no lines. Dallas Keuchel is, like I say, not official yet. But um, on paper, Moon, uh, bit of a mismatch. Shares with Keitel, but they don't play on paper. So, um, what have you got for this? I want to say Dallas Keitel took a no hitter uh, into either the sixth or seventh inning in his last start. I'm trying to pull up his numbers here. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so he took it into the seventh inning, but he gave up a hit uh, to the uh, Pirates into that seventh inning. That thing got pulled after that, but. He's two out of his three starts have been pretty good, but they've been against uh, porous offenses. He did his first start was against Arizona. That was uh, back on August 6th, but that was a time where Arizona was struggling offensively uh, at that time. And his last start was against the Pirates, like I mentioned. And we talked at volumes about the Pirates for the past couple of weeks, how they really fell off after they were in first place in the NL Central so long ago. So. But now you're going up against Texas Rangers, one of the better offenses, if not, again, top two, top three offense this season. Um, and I'm trying to pull up the numbers here for the Rangers against left-handed pitching. I think their offense has fallen off a little bit uh, over the last two weeks. But I think Dallas Keiko might be the cure uh, for this team uh, in this game. Uh, Scherzer, uh, since coming over from the Mets at the trade deadline, um, in a Rangers uniform, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here. Give me a second. Um, so on the season, he's 11 and five with a 3.77 ERA. Uh, his last five starts, uh, three and one with a 2.35 ERA. He's made the, this will be his fifth start for the um, Rangers in this game. In those first three starts, he was really solid for the Rangers. He did get into a little bit of trouble against the Milwaukee Brewers in his last start. He only lasted about three and two-thirds of an inning. He allowed three earned runs in that span. Walks have been an issue for Max Scherzer. He's having some problems locating his uh, his pitches. Uh, but I, I just think that he'll be able to have a better outing than he did against the Brewers. And I think that if if the Rangers are able to get the Dallas Keiko early and often, maybe Max Scherzer does settle in and he coasts after that. So 
again, with the Rangers offense here, I think that they they're primed to return to the form that we saw during the season earlier because they have been in a slump in that AOS division now, Mal. I don't know if you haven't seen it, but it's three teams are within one games of each other uh, for the division between the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners. So um, I, I think I, I, I definitely have the better pitcher on the mound. I definitely have the better offense here in the Mariners. Oh, sorry, in the Rangers. But depending on what this line comes out, I'll probably look at a run line here for the Rangers, minus one and a half. Uh, Rangers being the road team, you get all nine at bats, and I just don't trust the Minnesota Twins offense uh, either. They may be able to get to Max Scherzer for a couple runs here, but I just think that the Rangers offense will be able to tee off against Dallas Keuchel. Uh, so I'm going to fade him coming off of his best start in Dallas Keuchel. So give me the Rangers on the run line whenever that price does come out, if it is Dallas Keuchel, but we think that it is going to be. Um, Asa has gate crashed the chat. Uh, come Steve, he's full of wine, and his family have cleared off for six days, leaving him all by himself. So, everyone oh, round the buzzers, yeah. As soon as we get off this, everyone round the buzzers. Uh, we live it up. You can get the barbecue going. Holy shit, we'll have a weekend. Um, yeah, I, I saw I got the uh, perfect game alert through last week, yeah. Oh, Minnesota, who's throwing a perfect game, and it was Dallas Keuchel, and then he fell off my chair. I was like, no, someone's <laughs> taking the piss. Um, and it was, um, and then he wasn't. Yeah, and that was baffling is the word Trev used in the chat. And that's absolutely accurate. Um, the Yerfie's always in play with Scherzer. Uh, we like the Scherzer uh, Yerfie. Um, but other than that, there's no other course of action. Unless you want to take some Texas home run props. Um, they were they were amongst the runs again last night. And the boys are like at the bottom of that order, uh, Leody Tavares, um, Jankowski, if he's around. Uh, you normally get some fancy prices on them, but yeah, Munaf's called it. That's pretty much the only way uh, to handicap this game. Um, Munaf, that's all we kind of had scheduled. Just looking around, um, it was only last Friday, Munaf, we did the playoff picks and yeah. we had the Mariners at plus 130. And in a week, like, it's always changed again. They've, they've continued to put their foot down. You've just said um, with Texas and Houston looking wobbly, man. Uh, all of a sudden, like, even seven days ago, that looks like an incredible pick now. Um, they get a series against the Royals this weekend, the Mariners, yeah. another chance just to ring out another few wins, you know. Um, and then, so the rest of the card tomorrow, Moon, after much catch your eye at all? Um, I mean, I do see Jordan Lyles is going to be on the mound for the Royals, like you mentioned, yes, against the Mariners. your favorite. Um, and especially because he's on the road, right? I know he had, a, he had, I think he had a good start in his last game, uh, which was, I believe, um, let me see if I can find it here quickly. Um, let me see. His last start came against, uh, the Chicago Cubs. Um, he actually went eight innings in that game, Al, uh, against the Cubs. He did allow four earned runs, but, he, he had another outing, which he did go uh, eight innings, which was against the Boston Red Sox three starts ago. And he has faced his uh, Seattle Mariners team. Um, coincidentally, that following start uh, was against the Mariners after he came off that eight-inning performance against the Red Sox. And he allowed six earned runs uh, in that game uh, to the Seattle Mariners in just five innings. Uh, four home runs he allowed in that game to the Mariners there, Mal. And this was at home in Kansas City. I remember watching this game. I believe he gave it up all in one inning, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I think you're getting a cheap price here on the Royals, especially on the minus one and a half. Oh, sorry, on the Mariners, on the minus one and a half. Um, if you don't want to back, I believe it's Logan Gilbert going on the mound for the Mariners. Uh, but I would look at Mariners team totals. I mean, like we talk, just talked about, Mal, they've been 
the hottest team uh, over the past several weeks here. The bats have really been going, and now he gets to go up against the Royals again, especially in Jordan Lyles, who has really struggled this season on the road uh, for the uh, Kansas City Royals, just 2-8 and eight on the season on the road, 6.90 ERAs, a lot 57 earned runs and 74 and one-thirds innings pitched. He just hasn't had a lot of success against AL West teams either. Like I mentioned, he allowed those six earned runs to the uh, Seattle Mariners two starts ago. Now he's coming off of a game. Uh, where he went eight innings. So uh, this might be another fade, fade, fade of Jordan Lyles. I like the Mariners here, minus one and a half for their team total. That number is probably going to be at five and a half, but I still think that they'll be able to get six plus runs off of number one, even uh, depending on how long Jordan Lyles goes, but even you have that bullpen coming in that has been very good all season. So I think that's another way I would look at uh, attacking the Mariners here. Again, like we mentioned that AL West is really, I mean, they're neck and neck right now. So every win is going to matter for each of these teams. And coincidentally, all three teams in that AL West are at the top three are, are facing all AL Central teams, uh, teams this weekend. So uh, we'll see which AL Central team can, uh, you know, put a little thorn in the side of these uh, AL West teams. Yeah. Um, there was one other game that caught my eye. There's quite a few. There's some interesting pitches going out. You've got Yuri Perez going for Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Brown and Erod's a nice matchup. Uh, Kyle Bradish and the Orioles really should smash the Rockies to smithereens. Um, yeah. The one I've got my eye on, there's no lines on it, unfortunately. Was, um, it's the Cubs, and it's Javier Assad pitching for the Cubbies. Now, um, A, I'm really relying on him um, to be Captain Insane when the fantasy. I picked Assad up for a two-game, a two-step uh, week, and he picked up a win the other night, um, and he then goes tomorrow at the Pirates, who are officially TBD. So I've got no lines. However, Assad, really, really under the radar, um, generally a bullpen guy, has come out, been stretched out a little bit and pitched really well the other night. I like his little goggles as well. Uh, they've endeared him to me. Um, but he's been good and the Pirates aren't up to much. The the fact that Isad is just not really much of a name, I think the Cubs will be a decent price tomorrow regardless of who the Pirates uh, roll out. So I like the Cubbies. The other good game we, we wanted to look at enough was Cincinnati at the D-backs. Looks like a really fun series, um, but we've got no picture for Cincinnati uh, and we've got Zach Davis, Arizona. It just already looks like a shootout before you even know who's going for the Reds because Ashcraft's just gone. Um, Abbott's just gone. Um, maybe Hunter Green. Um, he hasn't gone, gone for a little while. Maybe he's going Friday night. Oh, he's going tonight. Okay. So, yeah, yeah the, um, the Reds might be f- further down their, down their depth chart. So, yeah, that one's got the look of a shootout about it. Yeah, that was my, uh, my little best of the rest, Moonaf. Yeah, I agree. I didn't have anything else that caught my eye. I think we covered uh, the most, I guess, uh, interesting games and then probably the ones that have the most, uh, you know, playoff implications, I would say. Yes, well done, mate. Agreed. That was fun. Uh, Back-to-back Fridays from the OG hosts of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, Thank you, Munaf. Um, Why are we not going to give any everybody who doing? What, what, locks and dogs and that? Yeah, I mean, we can't end a podcast without giving out some picks. Right. Did, you, did we discuss this? Oh, you have. I have picks. Me, I'll I make have picks for fun. It doesn't bother me. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll give like confetti. Con- yeah, yeah. See, I you caught me off guard with your little quiz. I'm gonna catch you off guard with some uh, locking ah, dogs here. So, oh, it's shit. I'll get uh, you pen out quick. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you scrap up your picks. I'll go ahead and give mine out here. Um, I'll start with my lock here, Mal. It's a game that we did talk about. Uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox game. I'm gonna go with the over nine and a half in that game. Um, Julio Rios, like we mentioned, he has found some form there uh, over his last couple starts, but they were against not so impressive offenses. And now he is on the road where he has struggled in Fenway Park, obviously a very hitter friendly park. 
And we talk about the Dodgers offense. I mean, they've been an absolute fire since the all-star break. And now they go up against a left-handed pitcher and James Paxton. Like I mentioned, the Dodgers have um, been one of the better teams, or at least top 10 uh, against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks in most offensive statistical categories. So I thought this number nine and a half was a little conservative. So I'll take the over nine and a half with the Dodgers in the Red Sox uh, for that. And then the other game, we kind of go back to now fading the Yankees. Um, Tyler Glass now, like I mentioned, has had success against this Yankees team. He should bounce back here at home. And like you mentioned, a lot of these raised pitchers have been absolutely dominating at home. Talk about the Zach Eflins of the world, the Tyler Glass now of the world for the Rays. And the Rays have been one of the better home teams this season. Um, so I think we could see a score of like a five to two something in that neighborhood where the Rays do cover the run line here. That number is currently at plus 120 for the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'll take glass now and the Rays minus one and a half plus 120 as my dog. Okay. Well, I mean, we've only made like four picks on the entire show. So I don't know why you want me to pick those, some special ones, but for my luck, um, Cleveland and Toronto under eight and a half. We've just discussed the lack of home run hitters. They were in the quiz. Um, and Ryu's gone really, really well. Cleveland don't hit much. And I really, really like Logan Allen. Um, I watched him closer than a lot of other pitchers this year. So he can keep Toronto in check. Uh, that'll finish uh, with a total under eight and a half. And for my dog, I'm getting a team at plus money at home to beat the Angels. Um, I know it's the Mets, but like any, any old team, if it was Kansas City, if it was Oakland, if it was Colorado, I'd probably take him as well. Um the flag in the ointment might be that Silseth is okay, and he might be okay. Um, if he is, that might not even be enough. Uh, so I'll put the Mets out at plus 110. I mean, Texas on the run line, Texas to win 14-3 or something um, <laughs> is, an, is a good pick as well. Uh, I'll put, we clip that moon off on, on Saturday and throw it out. So there you go. Are you happy now? Thank you. Thank you. Right, okay. Um Good luck, everybody, with whatever you're doing over the weekend. Uh, if you're taking these MLB players, if you're getting on some Premier League action, good luck, Barry, surviving the weekend because it looks like he's in full-on self-destruct mode and I'm here for it, um, champion. Right, yeah, thanks, everyone. Keep an good eye on your him. Picks. Um, I'll not be back on Sunday because I'm going to watch Newcastle-Liverpool, Moonath, my team against your team. What we uh, You put your red T-shirt on. Is that to antagonise me? Oh no, I uh, I do remember that they were playing, uh, but uh, Newcastle should score goals at goals in that game. Yes, they should. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm rooting for goals. Last... Okay, goals, goals, goals. As long as we score one more than you, uh, I'll be happy. So yeah, <laughs> someone's back on Sunday, but it's not me. I'll be full of beer. Um, but yeah, back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>